When Jesus was raised from the dead, which is what happened on the morning of Easter, Easter Sunday, he was crucified on the Friday and uh, in three days, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, he was raised from the dead. It's an irrefutable historical fact that many have tried to prove, and wrong, prove wrong but haven't been able to under scientific, legal, historical evidence. And when he was raised from the dead, he wasn't raised to be exactly like he was before he died. He met Mary and Martha who'd run to the tomb and they saw him and they didn't recognize him. They thought he was the gardener, which tells you that whether they were blinded a little bit by grief, whether they just weren't looking properly, whether they had a man's look, I'm not quite sure. Danielle calls it when I look in the cupboard and I can't find it. I had a man's look and she tells me to look again. But anyway, it was the girls. It was the boys that understand it, that they didn't get it. But for the girls, they, they didn't recognize him. He was unrecognizable. Then he went for a walk with some disciples, the Bible tells us, who were on the road to a place called Emmaus. And now his disciples, so they'd spent three years hanging out with him. They'd heard his voice. They knew what he was like. But they didn't recognize him. He walked beside them explaining the scriptures. They were heartbroken. Again, we're not sure if it was grief that stopped them from recognizing Jesus. Or just, I suspect that he just had a different looking body, his resurrected body. It was like the same but different because it was not a human earthly body. It was an eternal body, one that will never fade, one that will last forever. The kind of body that you and I are going to get when, when Jesus returns. If we put our faith in him, we'll get an eternal body. It'll look a little bit like, it'll be kind of recognizable, but it'll be different. And so Jesus was unrecognizable. He'd had an experience of resurrection and he was unrecognizable. And I find when people have an encounter with Jesus and an experience of resurrection life on the inside, they become often unrecognizable. Alex, why don't you come on up here? You can take your mask off on your way. It's like someone says, pick me, pick me. I want to take my mask off. I'm going to ask uh, Matt over there. I'm going to ask you to come on up here too. Yes, you Matt. Just come on up here. Uh, Isaac, I'm going to ask you to come on up here. I'm going to just start with you. I want you to think about this because literally I could pick from our church, thousand people who their friends would say, this is the person I used to know 10 years ago. And the new Alex, the the one who's been changed from the inside out is unrecognizable. So here's, this is what I want to ask you, Alex. You were how old when you met Jesus? Um, 17. You were 17. 17. That makes you 27. It does. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> if, you're, if your friends from when you were 17 yeah. and 16 and mm-hmm. 15 were mm-hmm. here tonight, yeah. how would they describe you? They would say you look very different for one. Yes. Um, I used to have big black hair and I dressed like an emo, so that was fun. You're an emo? Um, I was a little emo kid, yeah, okay. it was great. <laughs> tell, tell, for those who don't know what an emo is, tell us what an emo um, is. <laughs> it's like big black hair, like ripped jeans, band t-shirts, okay. black eyeliner. You yeah. just... Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Like really pale, right? Very pale. Very pale. I'm very pale anyway, but... Yeah. <laughs> But I like Did it. They I have still like kind black of fingernails. 
Yeah. yeah still, still holding on just a little bit with my okay, nose that's ring. All like. That's all good. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was physically Physically, what you like. yes. Yeah, but what internally. As a person, what yeah. did you look like? Um, I was a very angry person. Okay. Um, very aggressive. I um, was always starting fights. Okay. Um, but it was also quite damaged emotionally. So we'll do a lot of things out of a place of like real brokenness and okay. real hurt. So can, can, you, can you give us, you don't have to give us yeah. the whole story, but yeah. what, what damaged you? Um, I, when I was growing up, I was bullied in school and just had a lot of words spoken over me that I know now, like, isn't the truth, but just a lot of horrible things that I chose to, like, accept about myself and decided to live out of that and be like, well, if this is what the world says I am, then this must be what I'm like. Yeah. You were angry Alex. I was angry Alex. I can't believe you were angry Alex. Oh, yeah. Really? My loud voice came in handy. Really? You do have a booming voice. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Okay. So, uh, that's what your friends would have said. Mm -hmm. How would you describe... Alex? Um, just lost, really hurt, really broken. Um, just someone who like didn't want to be around, didn't feel like I was worthy of being around, right. felt like I was a waste of time, a waste of space, and just, yeah, was like constantly upsetting my friends and family okay. and myself. Wow. wow. Yeah. Okay, so you yeah. came to church yeah. Easter. Yeah. 2011. 2011, yeah. Candles. Yes. Acoustic service. Yes. The cross was hanging like up on the roof. Yeah. And I walked in and I was like, what's going on? Because I'm like used used to to Catholic. Catholic Yeah. 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 So I grew up in the Catholic church and walked in here and was like, there's no pews. Like there's a band. Like this is really different. Good different. um, Good different. Okay. I like the difference. Okay. Yeah. So what makes you unrecognizable now? What's changed in you? If people who knew you then Mm -hmm. could see you even two years or four years or now, what what would they say and what do you think's changed about you? Oh, I think like everything, it's hard to pick just one, I guess. But I think for me, there's this like joy inside me that is just quite uncontainable a lot of the time. Like it just flows out of me and- Is that because life's always perfect for you? No. (laughs) No, life's not always perfect, but- Okay, so there's an inner joy. Mm -hmm. Where'd that come from? From Jesus. Really? It came from Jesus, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Inner joy. Okay, what else is different about you? Um, I have a purpose in my life, which I never had before, which is really awesome. Like I know that my life like is worth living now and that God has a plan for me that's like so much bigger than myself and he's given me direction, he's given me hope, he's given me joy. Did you you used to think maybe life wasn't worth living? Oh yeah, totally. Really? Totally. I was just like, what's the point? (laughs) What is the actual point of being here? So now you're unrecognizable. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. awesome. Can you hand Thank over you so to Matt much. here? Thank you. Hi, Matty. Sorry that I'm wearing thongs. You, you, I know you, you hate yeah. it. No, it's all right. Shorts, thongs, <laughs> the whole deal. Yeah, this is, get up, we're just get going here. spontaneous. They told me you'd like to sing a song. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, just I'm not the Easter Bunny. Okay, all right. So, mate, how long have you been coming along here? Uh, ten years this year. Okay, another um, ten year. I think it was a launch that Shorty brought me along to. Mighty Shorty up the back here. Yeah. Okay. Would your friends say you're unrecognisable from the guy who was 10, 11, 12 years ago? Oh, totally, yeah. I, I um, actually caught up with somebody recently and talking to them. They, they said exactly that. Right. Exactly that. Really? Yeah, totally. What did like, they say like, was different about Who like, are you? Like, who are you? Yeah. yeah. Why? What's changed? Um, I, well, I've got kids now. That was a big difference. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I guess I really don't know. Um, and I had to ask, you know, what do, what do you mean? You know, I guess... Uh, things that I've learned from here and the change within me yep. spiritually. Yep. Um, uh, a lot less expectation and pressure on me and then that goes there to everybody as well. So right. a lot less judgmental, a lot more accepting. Yep. Um, I'm able to see the way that God sees us through the eyes of Jesus. So it's yep. sort of flowing, uh, f- 
flowing through me to, to other people as well. And so it just... Uh, just more at peace, yeah, yeah. I was pretty judgmental and pretty quick with my tongue, and right. uh, I saw it as banter. Yep. And I didn't realise it, you know. It's damaging. It's 2021 now, and yep. you know, you just can't. Do, joke. do you mind telling us the story of when Shorty kind of found you at a really dark place? Oh yeah, totally. Um, that was I met Shorty. I used to manage a couple like, at that time at a, a gym on the coast, and Shorty was a member, and I'd been chatting to him for weeks or maybe months. Uh, I wasn't a Christian. I was far from it. Like I thought, yeah, this place was full of weirdos and yeah. and so you know, no church upbringing or nah, no. I went maybe you know a couple of times as a kid when Mum dragged me along, but yeah. I was in you know, whatever device I had then. It was a while ago, so it was yeah. And you were like, you're, I mean, you're you're big now. Thank you. But you were you were like full tilt gym guy. Oh like, yeah, I, and you still you're still looking good. But thanks, at that yeah. point. On the outside, you look spectacular. Oh, what I don't anymore. What are you? Yeah, what no, you're looking <laughs> awesome now. Thanks. But just, just say. Yeah, no, I lived and breathed it. Yeah, yeah. I lived, I lived and breathed it. When you, when you, when you're managing a fitness club, you kind of. Yep. No one's going to go to a that's dentist with no teeth. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Okay. So what happened? Well, Shorty was there, and, I'd, and he'd always come in, and he'd always stop and have a chat at the front counter, yeah. have a yarn. I thought this guy's cool. You know, like he was really clean, didn't swear, tattoos everywhere. Don't get me wrong, he was a big thug-looking yep. black. I could say. Yeah. But it was always really awesome and kind, and he'd bring the boys in, you know, his, his boys, and they'd be yeah. training, you know, yeah. oh, this guy's just awesome. Yeah. Anyway, no idea that he came here, and he was one of those people. Yeah. And um, anyway, so I was at the gym one day, when everybody knows not to come in, like, if you need me, like, as the club manager, because it's open certain hours and closed yeah. others. Anyway, he comes in when I would normally not be there, yeah. and he would know this, because he'd been coming along long enough. Come in, had a chat. I was in a really dark place. Um, uh, like, yeah, okay, I was, uh, I was actually on the internet, like, searching suicide methods. Um, How to take your life. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was a daily drug user from the age of 13 to when I met him, yeah. 29. Yeah. Probably a handful of days that I was sober uh, from all, all different types of drugs. Anyway, I just had enough. It wasn't, I wasn't going to write a suicide note and, you know, make a big deal of it. I just wanted to hit the, hit the switch and I just had enough of life. It was was bad. Wow. Yeah, so it wasn't a big sob story. I just had enough. Anyway, here comes walking in. I thought, oh, so I quickly minimised Google because you can see it as you walk in. Wow. I, I was pretty angry because it interrupted me. Anyway, so he got talking to me at church and God. And I'm like, turn it up. You'd look at you. You know, you big tattoos. But I thought, like okay, God kind of people, maybe, right? yeah, you're not, you know, maybe the Christians and people that go to church are okay. Anyway, so we got talking, I don't know, it felt like five hours, might have been an hour or two and a little bit about his background. I was always kind of open to stuff, but so I didn't dismiss him when he started talking about his story. His testimony is like crazy. Anyway, so invited me along here. I thought, you know what? I'll park this whole early departure thing that I'm doing on the internet right now. Yep. Just till Sunday. It was a Friday. Yeah. See I can always go. proceed with that Sunday or Monday. Uh. Anyway, so I come along. I thought, this is all right. You know, it's not as weird. And anyway, so you did the altar call and I got saved in that service. And then... Um, it wasn't. Okay, that, 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 for, for those who don't normally come to church like you, maybe today's mm. their first day. Oh, so, so that, just the altar call is just a moment where someone can say, I want God to come into my life. I want Jesus to change my heart. I want him to forgive my sin. Yeah, so just you, do you it. You put your hand up and did that. What did that feel like? Weird. I was like, what am I doing? Like, there's no way I ever thought I would be here, let alone, yeah, I'll, I'll have some of that. I didn't know what it was. But you were awesome. You're always awesome. Thanks like so you know, much, mate. I can really relate to you. Love and you, I came with Shorty, and he was awesome. So I was like, okay, there might be some awesome, normal. I might be alright here. Anyway, so against my better judgment, didn't know what I was doing or why. I was like, yeah. stuff it, hand up, and then just kept turning up. And that was yeah. a message that I got really clear from these fellas 
Just turn up. Despite just what you think, up. if it doesn't make sense, yep. you don't have to get it. Just keep turning just up. Just keep turning. Terry Young said one time, it's like a dirty cup. Just keep slowly dripping in clean water and it'll become a clean cup. Amazing. I'm not a clean cup yet, but I just kept turning up and following Shorty's lead and yeah. listening. And your messages were practical and made sense. Wow. So that wow. kept me coming and um, you know, I'm still a long way from uh, where right. I want to so, be. Okay, so we're back to this because we're all a work in progress. But the, what would you say... Obviously, that's you've gone from a horrific, hopeless, desperate oh, totally. scenario yeah, yeah. to a different, and you've you've de- you've been dealing with stuff on the inside in your heart, but now you've got Jesus doing that. What's what's different about you? Well, I had something happen to me last year. It's kind of still happening. If that had happened before Jesus, I definitely would have continued with the early departure method. You know, yeah. so it just helps me now. Uh, sorry, what was your question again? <laughs> so what, what's different about you? So oh, different before you said you're calmer, you're more loving. Oh, I've got critical. hope. I've got, I've got the word. You know, I've got a role model now. I grew up without a dad from about the age of six or seven. So I was a single mum. So yeah. it was just drugs and bad stuff that I won't yeah. tell you. But yeah, just off the rails. Yeah. So it gave me a male mentor yeah. amongst you guys as well. But, yeah. you know, the living word, like the more I get into it, the yeah. more I'm just like, this is how I need to live my life. This is Amazing. just... Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Well done. Well done. Put your hands together for Matt. I love you, Matty. I love you. Isaac. Hello. You were up here before. I was. You didn't expect to come back up again? Nah, I thought I was done. Okay. <laughs> You're unrecognisable. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I well, don't want to be like I used to be. You, you grew up in church, this church, for, for a lot of your life, and then you departed, as sometimes happens for young adults, sometimes, just went down a different pathway for a while, tried what the world's got to offer. Yeah, 100%. I, um, probably about the age of 12 or 13, just started to dabble in things that I shouldn't, watch things that I shouldn't, and yep. then growing up, I, whether it was a blessing or not, I, had, I never found it hard to make friends, and obviously yep. that meant that like when you had like a lot of friends or popular, so to speak, like you just had an image to keep up, and yep. that led me into parties and alcohol and party drugs and it just yeah. snowballed from there so yeah so let, let's say you're because w- at what point did you surrender to god how old were you uh originally no, i think no, i got no. baptized when i was 12 and yeah. then 21, 21 i came back okay so 20 so year old isaac yeah what would your friends have described 20 year old isaac like confident but so that, now i the, look outside, this is from the outside so you're confident you're popular and it was just <laughs> all pride but i can go into that later but um yeah confident popular loud yeah. Arrogant. Yeah. Uh, very sure of himself. Right. And, uh, and honestly, from the outside, it would have looked good. Like, okay. good job. Yeah. Success at uni. Did a degree, an early degree in science. Yeah, all that stuff. Like Starting to be a doctor, now you are. Okay, mm. so that's what's going on externally. What's going on inter- internally? Honestly, I was just always chasing pleasure, the next thing that could make me feel good. And it would be massive highs, but massive lows. Yeah. And just the shame and the guilt and just a deep knowing that I wasn't living right. Yeah. And then particularly toward the end of it, just time and time again, I remember moments where whether I'd go out the night before, get up to mischief, whatever, and then wake up the next day. And just looking in the mirror, it was like, it's just not the person I wanted to be looking back at when I was 12. Like when I was young, I had an idea of the person I wanted to be when I was older. Right. And I was just so far from that wow. and really just didn't know how to fix it. Did you, did you feel like okay, this is it, I'm, I've, I've stuffed up, I'm not going to get back? Yeah, a little bit. I wasn't like, uh, I guess, 
I kind of just came to a point about being like, I really, I either keep going down this path mm-hmm. or I just come back to God. And it was like, at the same time, little things were happening. I used to have to drive to Nambour Hospital for my work and it was about a 20 minute drive. And I didn't even know what started it, but I just started to play podcasts from here, right. podcasts from other preachers that yeah. I'd heard about. Yeah. And so it was like God was just chipping away at my life. So it was like little things were happening, but on the outside, I was still the same. Right. But it was like it was all tinkering up to this moment when I came back to God. So. And so when you came back to God mm. and sat in a seat and surrendered, came out the front, I think for an altar call, right? What, what happened? What began to change in you? Uh, I just, it's just crazy. Like it all began in my seat, honestly. Like, like Matt was saying, the feeling of feeling weird. But it was just like I could feel like what sin did to God and yeah. it, like just how it, it breaks his heart and how he has such a better plan for us. And right. so I'm sitting there and rather than feeling condemned or ashamed or anything, I could just feel like a gentle pull. Right. Like God just saying, hey, like there's, there's more. That guy that you thought you'd be, he's still in there, like just come to me. And so I walked down the front and just started to pray a prayer and just cried my eyes out for a long time and right. cried for weeks and weeks and weeks, still cry today. So yeah. it's yeah. good. So unrecognizable, Isaac. Mm from that stage to who you are now? Give us two or three of the main differences that people would say or that you would say about the kind of person you are. Uh, I would definitely, hopefully say more loving, like of others. Like I said, I was very sure of myself, very my goals, my life, my things. And so just that, I guess, selfless nature of Jesus that slowly happens when you just spend time with him. And then I would also just say just peace and like, you feel clean on the inside. Do you know what I mean? It's like awesome. that purity that comes in. And it's like, rather than having highs and lows in life, you just, you're just good. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know how to explain that. It's not like, like with Alex. Like, not everything goes right, right all the time. Right. But if you ever feel troubled or short, you just you tuck away with him, you speak to him, and all of a sudden, it's like the peace comes back. And, awesome. and you're just sure of yourself, but in a right way, because you're sure of him. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's right. not like an arrogance. You're sure of yourself because you've got God on the yes. inside. Yes, yes. Exactly. Thank you so Thank much. You. Put your hands together for our spontaneous testimonies. Unrecognizable. Jesus, after he was raised from the dead, was unrecognizable. And he wants the same thing for you and I. The Bible says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. Jesus became new, a new physical person. He became new so that we might become new spiritually. The Bible calls it being born again. I love that sense, what, what happens when you get born again. Because Jesus died on a cross, because he paid the penalty for our sin, we can be made clean again. The feeling of being right with God is the feeling that brings an indescribable peace to your heart that you cannot achieve in any other way except surrendering and asking for his forgiveness. That's what Good Friday and Easter was all about. And then out of that place of forgiveness, this is what God does. He doesn't take, he doesn't take uh, the old you and just sort of stand there and just with a dangling a carrot in front of you, say, just be better, be better, be better, be better, and eventually one day you'll be good enough. He says, I know you couldn't be good enough. God dwells in holy people, and only holy people. And you and I can't be holy enough. His nature is holiness. And so if God's going to live inside of us, something's got to make us holy. And the thing that makes us holy is the blood of Jesus Christ shed for us so we could be forgiven. He wants, you, he wants to record in heaven 
on the birth registry of heaven your name. When you were born to your parents, some of you in Australia, some of you in New Zealand, some of you in other nations of the world, but when you were born in Australia, the government records the day. A birth certificate is given. It's recorded in births, deaths, and marriages. This is the day that you were born. These are your parents. This is your given name. It's, there's a record on earth of your natural birth. And when Jesus spoke about what he wanted for you and I, this is John chapter 3, verse 3. He says, I, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And the, and the guy said, what do you mean? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? And Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter God's kingdom without being born of water, natural birth, and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again, a spiritual rebirth. The wind blows wherever it wants. You can't hear, just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it's going, so you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. I could try and try and try to explain a spiritual truth to you, but it's only something that you see the evidence of. You see a man who wants to take his own life and he gets born again. He has a spiritual rebirth by a working of the Holy Spirit. And suddenly in a moment and then over a period of time as he surrenders to God, he's transformed and unrecognizable. Why? Because there was a moment he was born again. The Bible tells us that just as there's a natural book that's recorded your natural human birth, there's a book in heaven that records your spiritual birth. It's called the Lamb's Book of Life. It's the book that when we get to heaven, God will look at. And when he says, you're, you're going to spend eternity with me in heaven or you're going to be rejected because of the choice you made on earth, he'll look to see and he'll go, mm, Kirby, you're in. Tick. Your name was recorded in the book of life. You, were, you had a spiritual birth, a rebirth that could only be done by the Holy Spirit. That's what Easter is all about. It's Jesus dying for our sin and being reborn so that you and I could be reborn, so that we could have resurrection life, and so that once we have that life, we'll be unrecognizable. Tonight, I want to pray and lead us in a prayer of surrender for those who want to, to get right with God, for those who want to record your name in heaven as a person who's had a spiritual rebirth. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter whether you feel clean on the inside or you don't. It doesn't matter whether you grew up going to church or you didn't. It doesn't matter if this is the first time you've walked into church for 20 years. It doesn't matter if you've been coming for weeks and weeks and weeks. What matters is the heart decision of surrendering to God, receiving the forgiveness that Jesus offers and putting your faith in Him for a spiritual rebirth. Can we close our eyes right now? Father, tonight, we thank you for Jesus and his sacrifice at the cross. We thank you for him being raised from the dead on Easter Sunday so that we might have a new life. And I pray for those in this room tonight who just aren't sure. They're not right with you. They haven't had that spiritual rebirth. Or maybe they did, but they walked and drifted away from you. Right now, draw on their heart to you, Jesus, I pray. While your eyes are closed, this is what we're going to do. I'm in a moment, I'm going to ask you if you would like that 
spiritual rebirth, if you would like to get right with God, if you would like the forgiveness of your sins to be cleaned on the inside, I'm going to ask you just in your seats while eyes are closed to, to raise your hand in a moment just to say, yes, I want to get right with God. I want to begin a relationship with God. I want to be forgiven of my sins. I want a fresh start. And if that's you in a moment, when you raise your hand, I'll just say, thanks so much. I see your hand and you can put it down. And then what we'll do is I'll lead us all together in a prayer. The prayer is a prayer of surrendering to God, of putting our faith in Jesus, of asking Him to come into our heart. And in that moment, He'll change things that you didn't think could be changed. In that moment, He'll transform you when we pray that prayer. We'll all pray it together. I'll lead us in that prayer. So this is what we're going to do. In a moment, I'm going to ask, if you want to do that, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. You might be here tonight and you, you just don't have a relationship with God. You didn't know it was possible to have a relationship with God. You didn't know that He loved you so much that He sent His Son. You, maybe you've never even heard that God loves you. Tonight, I want you to know that God loves you. I want you to know that He, he is he's just mad keen about you. He wants to be in a relationship with you. That's why He sent Jesus. It's not an accident that you're here in church tonight. God orchestrates circumstances circumstances around us so that we can find ourselves in critical moments of decision of surrender to God it's not an accident you're here God's got you here because he wants to have a relationship with you but he doesn't barge into your life you have to invite him you have to receive him you have it's like someone described it like this there's a door to our heart that Jesus knocks on it says it in the Bible behold I stand at the door and knock and if you open the door I'll come in and I'll live with you I'll eat with you I'll, I'll live life with you but there's only a hand on the inside of that door he can't open it himself and come in he's given you the power to make the decision will you accept him your destiny is in your hands your eternity is in your hands of what you'll do with the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and tonight he's knocking on the door of your heart saying I want to come in I want to fill you with my love I want to flood your heart with my peace I can heal your heart from the broken things that have happened to you. I can give you purpose. That's what he wants to say to you. He can bring change that's supernatural and miraculous, but you have to open the door. So if you've never invited him in and you don't have a relationship with God in a moment, that's the first category of person. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. If you're saying, John, I'm here tonight, but I once walked with God, but I drifted away from him. And tonight... I know, I realize that I'm distant from God and I need to get back to God. You might have gone to kids' church, Sunday school, youth group, a church like this, a traditional church, but you know in your heart right now, God is not the number one that He should be. And you know it in your heart and it's time to get right with God. If that's you in a moment, I want you to also raise your hand or maybe you're just not sure if when you die you're going to go to heaven. I hope you are, but you're uncertain about it. I would love to include you in this prayer because when you... Have that spiritual rebirth. When you're born again, when Christ comes to live in your heart, He brings a confidence about eternity, an assurance, a peace. And if you don't have that assurance and peace, then tonight I want to pray with you so you do. So right across the room, if this is you, you're saying, John, I want... You've heard some stories of people who, whose lives have been changed by surrendering to God. I want the same for you if you're not surrendered to God. And tonight's your night to receive Him. And so if you're saying, that's me, one of those three things. You're saying, I want to begin a relationship with God because something's missing. I want to be right with God because I've drifted away and I'm coming back. Or you want to be sure you're going to heaven. Right now, would you just raise your hand and say, that's me. I want to get right with God. Just lift it up real high. 
say, that's me. Would you include me in this prayer tonight? I want to surrender to God. Awesome. Thank you. I see your hand. That's awesome. Who else right now? You're saying, that's me as well. Pastor, would you include me? Thank you. I see your hand. That's as, as well. Who else right now? You're saying, that's me as well. I want, to, I want to get right with God. Just raise it up real high. I want to be sure I'm going to heaven. I want, to, I want a fresh start doing life God's way, and I want to surrender to Him. If that's you, would you join these ones who have already raised their hand so we can include you in this prayer? Raise your hand up real high. Say, John, that's me. I want to get right with God. There'll be a sense in a moment like now that you, you literally feel like Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart. Not, not, not a physical knocking, but just a, there's a sense of God drawing you to himself. That's because he loves you. And I, wanna, I, I don't want to miss this moment for you as God's knocking on your heart. You, you, sometimes people describe it like my heart's pounding. My, my mind's arguing why I don't need to. It's, trying, it's like my heels are digging in, but my heart knows I need to get right with God. I want, I want you to be included in this prayer. I want to happen for you what only Jesus can do. So I'm going to look around the room one more time. If you haven't raised your hand yet, I want you to join with the two who already have because we're going to include you in this prayer. So right now, if that's you, you're saying, John, I want to get right with God. I want to come back to God. I want to be sure to, I'm going to heaven. You raise your hand as well right now, just as I look. Just say, that's me. That's me. I want to get right with God. Fantastic. Fantastic. Awesome. All right, we're going to pray together. Can we all pray right now? I want you to pray this after me. Those of you who raised your hand then, I want you to just pray this prayer with us from your heart. Dear God in heaven, I thank you that you love me, that you sent your son Jesus to die in my place for my sin, that I might be made holy. I repent tonight for living my way and rejecting you. And I turn to you. I put my faith in you, Jesus that you are risen from the dead. I renounce the devil and all his works. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and the power of God. I thank you tonight that you forgive me, you cleanse me, that I'm born again and going to heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, why don't we put our hands together right now for everyone. You made that decision. So proud of you. That's a great moment. Easter Sunday, 2021, you can remember that for the rest of your life. For those of you who did uh, raise your hand, have made that decision. Or, or for those of you who are like, oh, I'm kind of close, but I want to check this out a little bit more. Can I encourage you to do two things? Number one is to keep coming to church. To come into this place, uh, as Matt said, just keep turning up. Because when you turn up, you hear more about God. His love fills you. You, you, you get part of a, a family who's going to help you uh, get closer to God, to know God better. So keep turning up the church. The second thing is, and uh, Kirby talked about it so beautifully, we have a course called Alpha. And in that course, you can discuss Jesus. You can talk about uh, the questions you've got, the, the, the issues of Christianity, the things that don't make sense. You can uh, watch a video, discuss it with some great people, and it will really help you establish your walk with God. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. God bless you. I'm going to welcome Sam the Man Burn right up right now.